Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Wild Wasteland. As always, I'm Dean Maldonado, and with me is the vulgar Michael Johnson. What the heck balls are you talking about, you flippin' salamander? Ugh. Watch your fucking mouth. God damn it. Your shit tongue is just spilling vitriol all over my fucking doorstep, you cunt. My bad. Ugh. But hey, how you doing? I'm all right. I um, I'm just looking at dogs on Google, googling up some like, dogs, like sexually or just for yeah. for fun. What's that? Rule thirty five or rule forty two or whatever? Oh, I don't know. Order sixty six. I think it's rule thirty four, where anything you look up on the internet, it's gonna have some sex thing to it. Yeah, I thought I thought the sentiment was uh anything that exists has a porn version of it online. Yeah. Whatever that rule is, that's what I'm looking up for dogs. Cute. I think that's called yeah. uh furry porn, which is not hard to no, find. No, 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 no. Yeah, they're not furries. They're not people dressed as like I'm just looking oh. at a dog fucking a woman. Oh, okay, so like bestiality. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I didn't know if it was like some weird thing where you're just like watching two dogs fuck each other. <laughs> no, that would Which, be if you've gross. never seen it. I have I have a friend who worked at a kennel and told me about how this happens. And I guess they kind of fuck like dragonflies, where they kind of like the male dog will like stick his penis like straight backwards, <clears throat> and like they like go butt to butt, and then kind of just like run in a circle until like he comes. Which is just how dragonfly do it. They like connect I've to the never butt. heard or I've never heard butt, anything like that. And they they spin around as uh, they're fucking in the air. I I think your friend is watching the wrong thing happen. Okay. But uh let we, mean, we're not talking about dog fucking today, are no, we? No, no, Mike Vick, calm down. I thought I was Jeez, talking to Mike Johnson. Yeah, I want to I want to watch them uh, bite each other. For <laughs> not money. fight each other. Yeah. Arr. But yeah, of course we're talking about uh, dog fighting today on Wild Wasteland. Sorry, I just want to let you sit with that statement for a second. Are you happy with that statement? I am good. You I'm think, good. You I'm think good with it. Okay. Okay. You think your mother would be proud of you making... Whatever. Well, let's, let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> No, of course. We're talking about uh, the the thing that you and I hold closest to our hearts, the uh, the thing that we cherish most in the world, uh, UFOs. Yes, we are. We are. We're we're not starting with the history because the history is a lot to unpack, and uh, more or less what's happening. Yeah, we'd with have that, to just for the fans. We'd have to go you know, to the Middle Ages. Like, you know, they they, they kind of, I'm sure they want to know. They're biting at the chomp. You know, we've we've received Ooh. zero emails. And have like, hold on, I'll tell you the accurate up to date number, but I think it's I think it's still like maybe twenty seven followers on Instagram. Which ladies wow, and gentlemen, we are on Instagram. We have twenty four wow, followers. What's our Instagram. Twenty four? Yes. You can look That's up good. Wild Wasteland or it's at Wild Podcast, the same as our Facebook. Wild podcast. What's the what's the email? Uh, 
It's wildwastelandpodcast at gmail.com because uh, I wanted to make sure I got an email without utilizing any numbers, and that's what happens, you know? It's, tw- wow. it's It was 2019 when I, uh, or 2018 when I made it, so, you know, most of the good usernames are taken at that point. Yeah, no. It, it's a, I think that's going to be the next currency in the future when Bitcoins are all dried up. Yeah, selling Original off your email. dead relative, your dead relatives like emails because it's like Brad at gmail dot com. Wait, you have Brad? My name is Brad. I will give you eighty five thousand Bitcoin for Brad. I will pay you ninety schmeckles. <gasps> ninety schmeckles? Yes, I don't know if that is a lot, but it is ninety, so it sounds important. It sounds like enough to get me by for a few days. You can yeah, have Brad I mean... <laughs> oh, okay, two yeah. for oh. 90 schmeckles. No, don't do me like that. Yeah. You just got Brad me two. so excited and then just fucking yeah. smacked me in the face with disappointment. You're a, you're a terrible excuse for a man. I am. So uh, if you want to contact us on Instagram or emails, feel nuts. Yeah, he said he means go nuts. Uh, no, just you, feel them. Feel the nuts. Yeah, please do. Please do. That's feel my nuts. Feel crime. Dean's nuts. I think that's a crime in a few states, but there's a few where it's actually smiled upon. So we'll be there. Yeah, eighteen plus. This is the fans only Instagram. Yeah, it, we're we're actually gonna start a uh, a fans only. No, OnlyFans. Is it OnlyFans or fans? I don't know. It's that site Whatever. where like, women get paid to show their tits. You know? Yeah, well, we're going to be showing our dicks. We're going to be showing everything. Buttholes, yeah. dicks, nipples. Anyone paying over a of dime. A mouth, whatever you want. Ooh, you slut. The corner of the mouth? Yeah, I mean, you know what? If you If you offer me the right price... FBI. 15 cents. I'll even I'll even send you a high definition uh photo of wait for it. My waiting. fingerprints and my retina. Oh, you fucking teasing bitch. That is that is trust right there, baby. Wow. Yeah, you get wow, that's Take crazy. all my that's... biometric information. You dirty the CIA is going to be <laughs> banging down your door. The hell, I'll be banging something. <laughs> we'll give you $25. <laughs> the deal. <laughs> I've been out of work it, since March. <laughs> how much for your social security card? Fuck it. I'll toss it in for free and shipping. <laughs> it's a pandemic. We got you got to do May, anything baby. this day. All on me. <laughs> That's our website, allonme.allonme.com. Okay, <laughs> UFOs. <laughs> yeah, so we're not talking about uh, UFOs today. We're ta- we're starting with the real shit. We're gonna because okay. UFOs is a lot to unpack. There's a lot of uh, you know, I don't want to say like, misremembered occurrences or anything like that, but like you know, there's some stories about UFOs that are, I'm sorry to say, but like total bullshit. What are you talking about? Are you talking about the fucking painting from the uh, uh, Picasso painting with the... That's not Picasso. What the fuck? 
Michelangelo painting with the uh, oh, with the, the, with the, with the, the alien. No, 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 no. I don't care about that. I know about that. But Spaceship in the back? No, what I'm talking about is uh, there are like a lot of different occurrences. Uh, like if you go back to certain times, primarily after the 60s, um, like after like 1960, where there are yeah, a good man. amount of reported cases that honestly were not UFOs. They were honestly military tech, like our stealth bombers that people didn't know about because they didn't have clearance. That did happen a when good did, amount of times. But that's when did not the CIA get to you. No, 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 no. Here's the thing. That's not the ones that we look at because that's not what I'm going to tell you about. Is this man Albert K. Bender? Okay. Okay, Albert K. Bender. Yeah, we're just going to call him Bender because it's a lot easier than calling him Albert K. Bender the entire time. Or Al or Albert Bender, okay? I'm just going to call him Bender because I like that guy in Futurama. Yeah, Deal? well, we're not talking about the robot from Futurama, though. We're talking about Albert K. Bender. Yeah, I mean, if you start getting confused, Mike, I'll start calling him Al or Albert or Ali Boy or Alibaba. Alibaba. You know? I like Benderino. No, I'm not doing that. Sounds racist. Oh yeah, you're right. You know, sounds sounds like bandito. You're like, ugh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I love Mexican beans. So, <laughs> what did Albert do though? Did he invent the so, UFO? No, no, no. He um. He was most known for making the Men in Black popular. Oh, the movie. No, the actual occurrence that inspired every movie of the Men in Black and all of these, uh, and most of the X-Files and most of, like, any time that, like, government men, Men in Black, show up in anything, it's based on this guy's experience. Interesting. Did this happen before or after the uh, Mothman incident in uh, Paradise? Or what the fuck was that called? Shit, what the fuck was that city called? It wasn't called Paradise. Paradise Fall? Oh, Point Pleasant? <laughs> West Virginia? Point Pleasant. Yeah, West Virginia. Uh, Is, Mothman the, was after. Mothman was interesting. 1966 to 67. Because people usually point to that being like the first incident of the Men in Black, but this guy predates that? By a long shot. And here's Holy the thing. Shit. Is that, once again, he popularized it. There are, like here. I'll give you. I'll give you a quick story. Uh, okay. Of I'm one sitting down. I got my popcorn. From uh, from before even this, but it just like the thing is, that it just did not become. You know, it wasn't like picked up by the headlines at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. As far back as the. 1897 aircraft sightings in the United States, a certain Judge Lawrence A. Byrne came across a strange object, uh, looking object anchored to the ground. He was quoted saying by the Daily Tex, by the Daily Texarkanian, it was manned by three men who spoke a foreign language, but judging from their looks, would take them to be Japs. (laughs) 
They saw my <laughs> astonishment and beckoned me to follow them. And on complying, I was shown through the ship. <laughs> so the, the 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 folklore around the Men in Black is a lot that like they show up randomly. A lot of times they'll show up in like a black car. They'll be like they usually come in threes. Yeah, and they're actually foreigners. People there are people who uh, have said that the Bible story of the birth of Jesus, that it was not a star that was over um, Jesus. Bethlehem. That it was, it, over Bethlehem. It was, it was a spaceship. Oh, shit. That's why it was like a, and the a three light wise that hung men were, uh... over the right spot. Uh-huh. And, and think about it. Three wise men came right. bearing gifts. Uh, and so they're saying like, oh yeah, and they came from the east. Three wise men with oriental features and dark skin, and they were like, "That's that's the Men in Black." And uh, what book are we uh, are you using for all this stuff right now? I'm using a compilation of multiple books and uh, a few references from the CIA database. But currently, I am reading to you out of uh, "Visitors from Outer Space" by Roy Stemmen. There was a okay published in 1976 by uh, the not new like, library uh, of the supernatural. Not you're you're not reading the uh, the book of Zion yet, right? What do you mean the uh, the learned elders of Zion? Yeah, yeah, the uh, yeah. I'm yeah, I'm the, reading uh, that, but I'm also like trying to figure out how to really make a good episode out of that without just like sounding like I'm popularizing hating Jews. <laughs> yeah, like like how they, <laughs> I'm I'm just asking because uh, this is sounding uh rather uh, spicy. Like uh these uh these fucking Japs coming in with their hey, slanted it's, eyes. It's a direct quote, man. No, I I get it. I love it. All right. Well, let me tell you about Albert K. Bender then. Wait, so who was the uh who's the who's that guy from the uh Texarkana? Yeah, it was a it was a judge back in 1897 who saw a floating ship, and then that was his description to the to the newspaper. And he was Texar- visited by the Men in Black. That's that's what they attribute those three people to be probably the Men in Black. Interesting. Um, by the way, Texarkana is part of the country that I love because there's to me they're they're very simple places. Not meaning that in any kind of like you know, way of like talking down about the people who live there. But the, the, the places are like their names. So idiotically, just so that like, no matter where you were, like you knew where you were like Texarkana is a, a town of some sizable proportion of that area, uh, that is on the border of Texas and Arkansas. Hence Texarkana. Well, you know, it's, it's simple, simpler, uh, simpler times. Yeah, I mean, it's weird they have a Palestine, Arkansas, but you know. Would you like to know about Albert K. Bender, or did you want to hear another few experiences that people had outside of Albert? Because I think Albert is the most incredible experience that I've ever heard of. Okay, let's get into uh, let's get in the meat and potatoes, and then like if we got some more time, let's uh, let's add the uh, the the ones and twos after. Let's uh, let's hear Bender's story. All right, sir. All right, I will. Uh, I will regale you with sto- with the story. And uh, 
feel free to stop me at any point that you have uh, interjections or questions. All right. Right. Yeah, I'll try to make eye can- contact with you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. From over the do like telepathically. We have a mental yeah link, a mental bridge. I thought we did. So I, we do. I think we do. I know we do. I wow. feel it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> also, you know that in that in four minutes I will be stopping to uh, rip this bowl. But so okay. Bender was born in Pennsylvania in 1921. He lived to be 94, and he died in 2016 living in L.A. Damn. Right? That's a long life. Yeah. I wonder how many threesomes he had after the age of 90. I mean, after knowing how many Clint Eastwood had in the mule, at least two. Nice. Nice. Got him. So, <laughs> what he did uh, between leaving the Army after World War II... And uh, his book being published was that he published it in 1962 is what makes him a very noteworthy man. Okay, and I know what you're thinking. You're like, oh, he was a, he was a military man, right? Yeah, kind of. Oh, he's he's more known for uh, for being a a UFOologist. An There's author. nothing wrong with being a ufo- ufologist. No, I get it. I get it. Call them ufos. But, um, during World War II, he was actually stationed at Fort uh, Fort Meade, which is in the U.S. You know. Nice. Yeah. You, 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 once in a while, you know, you wonder like. Well, he was. What, so he was, why they name it? Well, that he was. He was stationed at Fort Meade. As a dental technician, and then he was oh. transferred to Langley, Virginia, where he worked as a like desk clerk for the dental center, and then he became an editor for the Army newspaper in Langley, and then later was sent to like Bridgeport, Connecticut, for another like desk job, and then he left the army. So, <laughs> I wouldn't say he's like a veteran, you know. Yeah, he's just a dentist. Yeah, but like, there's a lot of people that we still salute like that. It's so like, fuck off, you know. Yeah, thank you That's for your <laughs> service. Oh, you didn't even do anything. What'd you do? Clean some teeth? Not even yeah. on a boat. Ugh. Yeah. How about how about well, you do some real the... work and get a fucking practice under you? Come on, quit being lazy <laughs> in the army, dick. <laughs> yeah, lose the insurance. Put everything game on needs the line. Help. Yeah. So, I love dentists. Yeah, me too. My my best friend's besides you, my best friend's dad is a dentist. Oh, nice! Does yeah, he yeah. do good work? I hope so. He's put nice. his fingers in my mouth before. Ooh, that's sexually hot. and oh. professionally. Nice. At the same time, it's beautiful. But uh, so, side gig. <laughs> Let's talk about what Bender did but uh after the army, okay? What makes him a, Yeah. I mean he became a UFOologist. He didn't become a practicing dentist and like open up a dentist office and like that's and get it? like sued with malpractice suits. No, man, he didn't want he didn't want to run that. He didn't want to run that game. Yeah. He's not, he, not he's a lot of people can looking compete. for something more concrete. 
Yeah, so he starts uh, in, in in January of 1952. Albert K. Bender, Mr. Bender. He opens the International Flying Saucer Bureau, the IFSB, mm-hmm. which less than two years later, in, I want to say March, yeah, March of 1953... He uh, he closed the entire IFSB. Oh well, that was shortly, <laughs> shortly run uh, lived. Yeah, I mean, it ha- but it had like, I looked at the uh, at the numbers, and I want to say at its height, it had about like fifty five thousand members. Jesus, why would yeah. you? Uh, that's a that's crazy. Why would you? It stop was that? very successful. He founds the 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 IFSB in uh, fifty two and shuts it down in fifty three. And he tells this uh he tells this magazine called the Space Review. <laughs> he says what the fuck. What? There are a lot of like independent magazines back then before the internet yeah. crushed all like creative ability. Well, creative ability just moved to a different platform. Of course. And became you easier and to... so we became we became less interested in trying. <laughs> yeah. Or looking or Doing anything. Yeah. So, let's talk about doing. He said, Nice. In this article to the Space Review, he said, uh, The mystery of the flying saucers is no longer a mystery. The source is already known, but any information about this is being withheld by orders from a higher source. We would like to print the full story in Space Review, but because of the nature of the information... We are sorry that we've been advised in the negative. We advise mm-hmm. those engaged in saucer work to please be very cautious. And he what the fuck? Yeah. And so after that interview, Bender didn't say anything about this to anyone. He didn't say why he closed it, nothing. Uh and like a lot of his uh friends started getting questions of, like, what's going on, you know? Like, you've known him since he was a kid kind of bullshit, and, like, what's going on with Bender? Yeah, what's going on, man? What's happening and, here? And uh, the ben- the, his friends told them, they're like, he was visited, he keeps telling us he was visited by these, these three men in black. Mm-hmm. And uh, he lost a ton of friends because of this, and, like, a lot of, like, his, like, very close UFOologists, or do you want me to call them ufologists? Yeah, ufologists, please. Right, please ufologists. use the correct terminology. Just, it's it's offensive to any I, ufologist listening. All right, well, if there's any Come ufologist on. listening, send me an email. Uh, back to this. I'll send you an email. I'm a ufologist. Oh, you cutie. <laughs> so he lost okay. a lot of ufologist colleagues because he wouldn't say shit. And uh, people, like, I guess, like, publicly went out and were like, this man is just, he is, he is garnering, uh, like, he's garnering attention. That's all he wants Mm -hmm. here. Don't give him your attention. He's like a piece of shit. (laughs) Yeah, we'll just all look the other way. Just ignore him. Yeah, I know. Ufologists love ignoring things, you know? Yeah. Like, what do you mean weather balloons? Yeah, evidence. 
What do you mean you tracked every single one of them? What? Okay, let's see your proof. Ah, oh, shit. So. <laughs> uh, after, after 1960, Bender started writing his book, and he like wrote like a tell-all about what happened. And it came out in 1962. Okay. Oh, shit. Yeah. So what? Wait, that's like a decade later? Yeah. Seven years later? Wow. That's crazy. And this so. This happens to a lot of people in this uh, industry. Like, they just. Uh, they get approached by someone. They just decide to not do it anymore. They get scared. Stop doing it. Well, I mean, after after seeing what happened to him, like, and, like, his sketches of the Men in Black that he put out there, like, he's in a lot of, like, news stories about it. Um, and he, like, wrote, he wrote some books. He also had, like, a few confidants that, like, wrote books as well. Like, uh, like, uh, they, they knew too much about Flying Saucers by Gray Barker. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, his book came out in 1962. <laughs> and so this, what I'm about to tell you is the story of what happened to this man. <laughs> Not only between the times of 1952, January of 1952 and March of 1953 that caused him to shut down the IFSB, but also what happened to him until 1960 and why he didn't say anything, okay? Okay, I'm ready, man. I got Strap my popcorn ready. In. Uh, yeah, go, uh, go light up a bowl, go uh, get your favorite drink, go get some popcorn, and let's listen to Dean Maldonado's story time. Oh, boo. Please interject and talk to me about it. I hope you do. <laughs> I don't nope, want you I'm just be a, a gross, like, parrot on my shoulder being like oh what he wrote a tell-all book what tell us more what year you know like podcast tell me more tell me more (laughs) so bender created the bureau in january of uh 52 and he started to experience strange shit like a telepathic phone call that warned him (laughs) not to look into flying saucers Followed okay. by a glowing object in his room. Okay, I have one question about this. Did his uh-huh. head ring? Yes. So like, he, bring, bring, was like, bring, he was like, bring. hello? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Weird shit. You see that? You see that floating thing in your room? Yeah, I see it. Who is? Who am I talking to? It's weird, huh? <laughs> yeah. All right. Bye. I'll talk to you later. Hey, don't look into saucers. What? Uh, Click. What? <laughs> Just a dial don't tone. Look into, don't look into saucers. <laughs> yes. And that's where like that's where like tinnitus came from. Was like the first time that like an alien hung up on a person, like that ringing in the ear. Yeah. But so uh there was a glowing object in his room after that. And they're just like hanging out? What was it? It was just like a yeah, it was like a glowing orb that just like faded away. Oh, that'd be really fucking... How long did it take to fucking go away? Yeah, he didn't really say about this one. There's a different one that that 
there's a different glowing experience that he talks more about in depth. This one, I just think it was just like a blast of like a globe. He was like, whoa. And kind oh. Of okay, because uh, like, th- that would be really cool for a second, but like 10, 15, 20 minutes, two hours, two days later, you're just like, all yeah, right, how do you here? turn this God fucking damn. thing off? All right, well, I guess plug something into it, you know? Let's get some use <laughs> out of this sucker. Is it power? No. Oh. I think it's a being. But, um, so... Oh. Because every time that these things appeared, it always, when they, it like, when it appeared and when it leaves, it, like, leaves this, like, very pungent smell of sulfur. Oh, it rips ass before it leaves? What a dick. Well, sometimes Bad. it's burning sulfur, t- sometimes just, like, sulfur. Um, yeah. Terrible roommate. It just sounds like a really shitty roommate, you know, like, keeping the light on, leaving weird smells. I don't know, dude. Like, this might be because I'm from New Jersey, but I really enjoy the smell of sulfur. Yeah, that's like, why I said weird smells. I didn't say bad smells per se. Just that's like, fair. Like some people like frankincense. Some, some people, people like, like sulfur. gasoline. Some people like uh, lavender. Some people like vanilla. Some people, some people hate like vanilla. <laughs> Some people enjoy the smelling sense of uh, dead people, their grandma. Some people make their grandma into a couch. You know, like everyone's into weird things. Some people like to use salts in their bath. Some people like to smoke those salts and eat faces. Um, <laughs> in Florida, to, in 2012. To each his own. Mm. Sorry, to each to their own. It's 2020. Let's be progressive. Yes. <laughs> yes, Dean, please be progressive in 2020. Uh, yeah, it is a wild wasteland we live in, huh? Boo. Boo. ABC. Boo. Always be wild Boo. wasteland. Get the hook. Oh, this guy sucks. Get him off the stage. Mute the mic. Yes. Mute the mic. Mute mic. Hook. Oh. Hook me up to the ceiling. With meat hooks. Mm, yes. Hook All right. All right, Buffalo Bill. <laughs> I was trying to be uh, Pinhead from uh, Hellraiser. <laughs> I the guess it kind of works. pleasure is pain and suffering. Oh. Okay, so <laughs> back to Mr. <laughs> back to Mr. Bender. All right. Yeah, back this, to Mr. Bender. This 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 <laughs> This is not a short story. Oh no, I I can tell. Okay. So I got my popcorn. Thank God. So there was one time that he was at the movies and he noticed there uh? was a man sitting next to him. Ew. Uh he said with two strange eyes, like little flashlight bulbs that lighted up in on a dark face. And when that Bender... guy's just Norwegian. Hmm. That guy's just Norwegian. You know, like it's just a. You saying that like... Norwegians have light bulbs as eyeballs? Yeah. You never heard about this? No. Yeah, like Asians are slanted eyeballs. Norwegians got glowing ones. Yeah, that's all. It's Viking well, I mean, something or. Kinda, I guess, because they they do eventually. Um, describe these I hate that you do this I hate that you make me jump ahead like all the time by like saying stupid (laughs) shit like this you fucker but 
they do inevitably say that like these people have like like what they look like is kind of like a like a, like a, like an Asian eyes with glowing eyeballs. They look like yeah. they say Oriental because this is like the forties and this is like the fifties. <laughs> yeah, that was like the only way to describe something foreign is like uh, vaguely Asian. Oriental. I mean Oriental. I don't mean Asian. I mean uh, yeah. I mean what, how, what do we call them now? We call them yellow. <laughs> They're all Japs. So he's at um, the movie theater, and this guy started projecting out of his eyes. No, his eyes are just like lit up, and his face was all dark. The fuck? Yeah. Oh, so like when, uh, that one. What was that thing called? Like the uh, the Montauk Monster or whatever. You remember what I'm talking about? Like one of the aliens that uh, looks like it's wearing a dress and it's oh, got like glowing eyes. About, but it sounds more like like what you were thinking of with like Mothman with like the glowing eyes. But still, oh, still Mothman, glowing we'll get eyes. we'll get to we'll get to different creatures. Um, okay, all right, okay. Jesus, you are you are cutting this up. This is gonna be end up being like twelve episodes because of you. Well, you know, we got uh, you know we got what? content for days, as <laughs> the say, kids call it. I say, and they fucking love it. But yeah, they'll eat it up. Yeah, let's, let's not get into my 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 Raw's impression from Monsters Inc. <laughs> so well, I thought uh, we were doing Space Jam. I don't know what's happening, but I like every like fourth word. You just like. Get really quiet, and I cannot hear you at all. Just so you know. Yeah, that's the internet. Okay, blame the internet. So, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Mark the fucking time because I'm going to start this story from scratch and just like let me tell you about this experience, and then we'll talk <laughs> about it because <laughs> <laughs> it is like it is like a four sentence encounter, and you keep stopping me after sentence one. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right, right, we'll start. We'll start over. Oh okay. My God. Oh God. I'm, have I'm a not cutting any attack over here. So he was at the <laughs> movies, and there was a guy sitting next to him. He said he had two strange eyes with like little flash bulb lights that lighted up on a dark face. And when Bender looked to get a like better fucking view of the guy, uh, he vanished and immediately appeared on Bender's other side. And so Bender being like really terrified for his life, he like flagged down the manager cuz once again, it's the 50s and the movie theaters like had those guys who like held open the door and like managers who like came around with a flashlight and yeah, <laughs> like checked tickets. And like the guy came when the guy came with his flashlight, the stranger was just gone. What the fuck? Yeah. Right? That's freaky. That's crazy. Well, it's, it's really weird because uh, you know, how many men were in the in the movie theater? Why would he sit right next to him, you know? I think it was a like a lot of this I think is um not to like intimidate, but to make him overly aware that they're watching him. Mm. And so, like, months later, and here's the thing, a lot of these, like, just because he talked about the man in black, the men in black, yes, that did inspire the franchise, uh, but, and, like, the comic books and everything, 
But I feel like a lot of his story like inspired a bunch of different sci-fi shit. Because months later, Bender goes up to his bedroom after having a meeting, and he noticed that someone had opened his door. And there was this like strange blue light coming out from his room. And I... so he grabbed the closest weapon, which was a broom, and he ran <laughs> into the room. And he yeah. saw that the glow was coming from one corner. And he said that there seemed to be some kind of object at the center of the light. So Bender, being a 1950s man, you know, mm-hmm. obviously brave because he's holding the a room. broom. Yeah. He shouts, he goes, he goes, cut the kidding and come out here. Come out of there. What? Cut the kidding. Cut oh. the kidding. <laughs> Yeah, I he's get like, it. quit joking around. Get the fuck out of here. But in the 1950s way. Um, yeah. And so the glow begins to fade away, and it left an image of two glowing eyes hanging in the air for several minutes. And oh. then once the eyes faded from the room, the room was normal, but like it was completely filled with a strong smell of sulfur. Man. I wonder if these aliens are just using his uh, his room as like an interdimensional bathroom, like a fart corner. <laughs> and that's like how they're like, like we're uh, going to get this guy to be so paranoid by just, just keep going to his room and farting. It seems yeah. to scare the shit out of him. This is insane. <laughs> this is uh, how to fuck with a, with a with a guy in the 19, like just in general. Anytime. This is, this is crazy. So. On... I would fucking go nuts. I would start shooting everything I saw. Right? But I guess he's he's an ufologist, so he's kind of intrigued, you know? Oh, right. I forgot. Yeah, he's he's not just, like, a random person that isn't into this weird shit. No, like, he's still the leader and head of the IFSB at this point. Because it ran from January of 52 to March of 53. Yeah. So this is all happening during that time. Because on March 15th of 1953, this is the moment that causes him to shut down the IFSB. The IFSB assembled and they have this plan to send a telepathic message to the occupants of flying saucers and ask them to make contact and help solve uh, the world's problems. Right. Okay. And there's a you know there's there's a few thousand of these people. Yeah. And so they uh, they all repeated the same identical message telepathically, just like one by one, and they like had their shifts so that they constantly sent this message out. It's a cool strategy. Do we know what it was? Yeah, it was make contact and help the world solve its problems. Oh, that's what they thought. Like, I thought they had a special message that was a little bit better written. No, I mean it's it's um the fifties. <laughs> I can blame oh. I can blame that. <laughs> that, that, that that's that's an easy out for anything. You're like, uh, it's the fifties. <laughs> 
Things were different back then, dude. Yeah, we just thought d- about it in general. It was a that different was time. The message. Yeah. <laughs> we weren't like, even fighting over colored schools yet. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. That was the no, 60s. This, no, this was like prime Coca-Cola white picket fence years mm. for some. So what was their world problems, you know? In the 50s? I'm sure there was a bunch. I mean, it was like the Cold War. Just uh, just wish that uh, they I just could, got out of the Second these. World War in like <laughs> fifty years. <laughs> what are their it's issues? Like... I don't know. <laughs> A lot. <laughs> Shell shock, PTSD, not knowing what any of that is. Yeah, that's what I was about to make a bit about. Like, oh, we need to contact the aliens so I can get all these awful ideas out of my head that I constantly have all the time that won't ever go away. Yeah, right? I got the shakes from heroin with her drawl. Yeah. So, so when it came to be Bender's turn to send out this message, he uh, he laid down and you know started doing the message, and uh, on his third repetition... Of the message. You got a call? No. He got an agonizing pain in his head. And he could smell a strange burning sulfur smell. And then with his eyes closed, he saw small lights, he said, began to swim through his brain. He felt ice cold. And then as he opened his eyes, he seemed to be floating above his bed. He said, oh. as if it was his soul had left his body and was looking back down on it. And then suddenly what? a voice came booming, not from, like, not like not like a loud sound, because it didn't like it didn't like boom like it like permeated through the air. It like went through the vibrations and like the the voice was like he felt it like through him and not audibly. Right. Sounds like he was just doing acid. Possibly. I mean, it's the fifties. <laughs> but here, drink some of this uh not MK Ultra water, Bender. Yeah. C- come on, Charlie Manson. Come on to the Take this the whole CIA chest compound. of LSD and uh don't start a cult, you crazy kid. Yeah, definitely don't go out to a ranch out in the yeah, middle of the desert. There's not a there's not an X on this map where you'd have like a really good space to hang out. But so um, yeah. the voice warned him not to delve any further into the mysteries of the universe. He was told that they the, the <gasps> whoever the voice was speaking for the ever present them. Yeah, had a special assignment and must not be disturbed by your people, he said. Uh, And when he tried to reply, the voice immediately added over his any kind of response. It said, we are among you and know your every move. So please be advised, we are here on your earth. And then a few days later... They appeared in front of Bender. And every time they appeared, they would, they would appear as the men in black. And he said that all of the, their visits were accompanied with like a lot of pain and discomfort. 
Yeah, because they stunk. He wrote, Blue lights appeared from nowhere and swirled about in the room. I grew dizzy as the areas above my eyes throbbed and again felt puffy. I stumbled to the bed and threw myself upon it. As I did so, I felt my body growing icy cold. I could feel I had quickly come under the complete power of someone or something. The room seemed to grow dark, yet I could still see. I noted three shadowy figures in the room. They floated about a foot off the floor. My temples throbbed and my body grew light. I had the feeling of being washed clean. Three figures became clearer. They looked like clergymen, but wore hats similar to Hamburg style. The faces were not clearly discernible, for the hats partly hid and shaded them. The eyes of all three figures suddenly lit up like flashbulb lights, and all these were focused on me. Then telepathically, uh, the visitors told Bender, they told him the, the UFOs had a purpose in visiting Earth, and that they must not be disturbed until their goal was accomplished. Then uh, he quotes them saying, As you see us here, we are not in our natural form. We have found it necessary to take on the look of your people while we are here. And they told them that they had many contacts with Earth and their spacecraft, that they established a base in a remote spot on the planet, and that he, Bender, was selected as a contact for them, simply because he was so ordinary that nobody would ever believe him if he were to like betray their trust and tell people and like tell people his secrets that he knows. Well, it's crazy. It's like having the most uh, indistinct name, like Michael Johnson. I know. I wonder who has that kind of a name. We'll never know. Nobody. It's a John Doe kind of Matt Smith situation, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a pretty uh, that's a pretty uh, uh, backhanded. Um, compliment they gave him this is a sick burn that's what I'm saying I I agree they're like nobody would ever believe you because you already are so ordinary in your thought process that like we don't really care but like don't fuck with yeah. us you know they also told him they said so uh, boring they said we also found it necessary to carry off earth people to use their bodies to disguise our own. Oh. Yeah. And walk then, around with people skin? Yeah, I guess so. Either that or that's Gross. like how they like they had to like bring people over and like use their like biometric data to probably like clone their bodies. Cause they didn't know like what we looked like on the inside or at, at all. You know? Yeah, had to do a few anal probes. I had to do some fucking, like, what we do to rats and frogs. Some bisection and, like, vivisections, you know? Figure out what's going on and then replicate it all and then go down. Then put your dick in it. 
Yeah, why not? So, they gave Bender this disc that he said was the size of a coin. And they told him that uh, if he ever needed to contact them, that he should hold it in his hand, turn on the radio, and repeat this word three times. Ooh, word is I can't wait to hear it. Kazik. Say Kazik, Kazik, Kazik with the radio on and the, the coin in his hand. Kazik, would, Kazik, Kazik. I just tried and my radio's on. I don't have a coin in my hand. Fuck, I lost oh, my damn. coin. Otherwise, I would have been able to do this. Yeah, um, I'm doing it right now. I have a coin in my hand. I don't know if it's the right coin, though. Oh, it's not. It's not. This coin is gone, man. This coin is long gone. What the fuck? Why, how do you lose it? You'll find out. Oh, okay, good. At least it has a uh, thrilling conclusion. Oh, this is more week. than a thrilling conclusion. So this is the point where most uh, ufologists that were reading the the accounts of Bender and like uh, in like his book and other people's books, they start thinking that like Bender, who like was this sensible, nice guy, who like you know, yeah had very good thoughts about things and started the fucking <laughs> IFSB at one point. That he mm. just went like batshit crazy. Oh. I thought you were gonna say this is the point where the UFO UFologists uh come. No no no. This is where they're like, alright, I don't know if I believe anything after this point. <laughs> <laughs> this is the point. Like Yeah, because Bender had a lot more <laughs> to talk about. <laughs> oh good. So, what do you think happens after this point about Bender? I mean, I think I have my own thoughts about Bender. Okay. Um but I do think that there is truth throughout all of his writing. I do think that some of it is embellished and I'll get to that at the end as to why. Okay. Cuz cuz that took a little bit more research into who this guy is. Just like the, the army thing. Like, I could have just accepted mm-hmm. that he was like in the army. <laughs> yeah. But no, he was a dentist in America. <laughs> yeah, like no, I uh paid for him. Up until the, up until up until this point, I, I feel like this guy uh is actually genuinely being fucked with. Yeah, I mean I think so, because like the timing does line up. But so after that event where they were like which, <laughs> I mean, you've seen Rick and Morty, right? I've seen that show, yeah. Yeah, you know the what, like the first episode with the time cops, and like they th- they yeah. stop at the in the after credit scene and they like beat the shit out of Einstein. And they're like, "Don't fuck with time." <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "I will, I will fuck with time." <laughs> That's kind of like fuck what I feel you. like they just did to him. You know, they're like, they're like, "Don't fucking." Look or think about saucers. <laughs> He's Don't like, you think no. about any aliens. He's like, I will. I will. Because I'll what happens show next you. is like, it's kind of like every, you know, alien fanboy's dream is like what this guy went through. Yeah, no, that's what makes it so suspicious. It's like if I was like really into ghosts and then just suddenly a ghost shows up and starts talking to me and we have a conversation. It's like, I feel like this is fake. Are you saying that because it's like well-written, it has to be fake? 
Because if so, I mean, I'm still suspicious of the Bible, you know? Very well written. Yeah. Well, Could yeah, like it's it. Everything just happens, and it's just like it all kind of pans out, and no one's like ever fucked up. Yeah. Except I think that like that that Jesus guy got pretty shit on, didn't he? Yeah. No, he didn't. Didn't those Romanians really kind of like give him one over? Yeah, those Romanians. They gave him a what's for? They gave him a a who's your daddy? I think it's called (laughs) in some parts of the some parts of the world. I remember hearing about Who's Your Daddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a very unsuccessful movie that uh, had a sequel for no, for no, no, no honest to god reason. But how does Bender go off the deep end? Though I want to know more about this. What do you mean off the deep end? Are you judging this man? I want to know how the uh, ufologists are are, aren't on a side anymore. Okay, that's fair. That's a fair question. So. His next contact with the three men in black, he was transported by them to a huge circular room with a glass dome and was was bathed in a brilliant glow. And he speculated that it could have been on a saucer, but he really had no clue. Or it could have been in a pool house in California. Indoor pool. In California, are you trying to say that he was like part of this, like, like some weird, like underground, like made at home, fifties male porn shit, where like they would like abduct straight white men who are obsessed with aliens and then fuck them on camera? Is that what you're suggesting over here? Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna outright say that, but I'm thinking exactly how how you said it. Okay, good. Good, good, good. As long as, long as we're on the same page, like I'm fine with it. Like It's kind of hot. But, uh, so, he was greeted by a man who told him that the UFOs were here to take a valuable chemical from Earth's oceans and seas. Yeah, and that this is a common out, trope. Well, that to carry out their purpose, that, uh, they had their people placed in very strategic places, and because it's the fifties, the one that they tell them is like the Pentagon, because <laughs> at that point Ooh. the Pentagon's still like a thing of mystery, you know. Yeah, it's like this weird building that has five uh, walls instead of four. What's going on here? You, I think I've told you my favorite fun fact about that building, right? It's not actually a Pentagon; it's a Quantilegon. No, 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 no. That it has twice the amount of bathrooms as employees because it was built before uh, desegregation. Uh-huh. So that it is had, a fun fact. So it had colored and whites-only bathrooms so that, like, uh. after the 60s, they're just like, well, we just got double the bathrooms. <laughs> that is a fun fact. Right. Ugh. Racism. So, <laughs> yeah, that's the only good from racism is that you got double the bathrooms when after racism. When is after racism? Well, I guess segregation. Okay, yeah, that works. Desegregation. Yeah. <laughs> so, back to Bender. 
on a happier note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Slight, slightly. <laughs> well, this man is uh, <laughs> learning about the Pentagon. So they told him, this guy was like, we could destroy the world with a flick of the switch. And then they showed Bender a bunch of like, really what seems like 3D movies. Right. Because like he said that there were various scenes on a 3D screen, a three-dimensional screen. Um, and he said one included a hideous monster. He wrote it was more horrifying than any I have ever depicted, ever seen depicted in the work of science fiction or fantasy artists. And this Jesus. monster was alive. Jesus Christ. Was he looking at Kim Kardashian from the future? I don't know. Like my my thought kind of went to uh, like something out of like Futurama. That was like, is like grotesque monster that like kind of like slithers around and has like claws sticking off of it and like a bunch of eyes and like multiple mouths and is like drooling and shit like something like a human would mm-hmm. see and be like, Aah! yeah, you know? Zoidberg. Yeah, dude, Zoidberg is Zoidberg is in real life. <laughs> yeah. Well, gross. It all even the cartoon. It's gross. Yeah, that's fair. Nobody likes Zoidberg. Nah, fucking gross. I know, but so while he was like transfixed with this monster, he looked around. And the speaker was gone. The guy was talking to him, and then the monster started talking to Bender and said that that was this alien's normal appearance. Oh wow. He said he told Bender they look like this on their home world, and that on their planet they had three sexes, which I think he means like physical sex organs. Um, he said right. they had a male, a female, and a third of no sex, which were the high, which were born as like what they called the exalted ones, and they were the leaders. Yeah, they and can lead because the f- they're not having sex. Well, and that the females laid eggs that they stored oh. and, like, hatched them when they needed them, like, to okay. repopulate. And that they lived light years away from here. This is, like, a good episode of Star Trek. Right? Don't so, judge us. We're just ugly to you, but we're actually attractive to ourselves. <laughs> so that's that's the end of that one, and they transport him back. Oh, okay. Then that one's over. I thought you were going to say three types of sex. A lot, a little, or none. I mean, that would be great and all, but, like, come on. He's a real guy. Come on. We all know what kind of sex you'd want. A lot. Of course. Yeah, you'd want the best. Free. So, on the next time that he, uh, he went about all this shit, right? Yeah. They transported him uh, to. And this is this is gonna this is gonna flip some lids here, man. Okay, well, I'm 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 ready. I'm I hope ready people to have their lid lids flipped. strapped down, but uh, and they're strapped. Bender was taken to their base of operations. In the Antarctic. What the fuck? And was able, they had him examine their flying saucers 
and see what he described as like their flying saucer garage or like a hangar. Uh, I, just, I like the idea of a, a, a UFO shed. <laughs> like what Nibbler hides his uh, car in? <laughs> yeah, like a little just like wooden just a little shed, shed in Antarctica. Yeah. Just an incredibly powerful piece of technology inside of it. Yeah, like the future, but it's surrounded with old-timey 1800s shed. <laughs> so, and then they introduced him to an exalted one who was, as he described it, a nine-foot bisexual with the same shining eyes as the others, which I think he wow. tried to say, like, hermaphrodite. Yeah, because I, like, I was about to say, it would be the opposite of bisexual. He literally meant, like, probably like a penis and a vagina. Like, he had nice. both sexes. Asexual. That's different, too. You could just stick it in there. <laughs> uh, and so the ex- the exalted one <laughs> told Bender, he said that they had been visiting Earth since 1945 and would stay for about 15 years. And he said, we have carried off many of your people well. to our, our, our own place for means of experimentation and also to place some of them on exhibit for our own people to see. That's a classic Star Trek episode. Uh, he then warned that uh, Bender would be taken away if he got in their way. Oh. Because he's been shown a lot of shit at this point. Yeah, well, so they're, the, the, what? the leader was like, dude, like, we like you, and like, we kind of trust you, but like, yeah. just remember, always, re- it's like a mafia boss being like, always remember, I can kill you and your entire family with a snap. You yeah, know? These are like the stupidest <laughs> aliens in the world, though. It's like, hey, here's a bunch of our shit. Yeah, yeah you didn't like really ask or like find out any of this stuff. We're just kind of telling you, oh, yeah, and by the way, uh, don't tell anybody about the stuff that we just told you. Well, they kind of tell him, don't tell anyone about this stuff until after we leave. Oh, okay. Well, that's nice. Because also they're like, if you tell anyone, no one's going to fucking believe you. Remember, you're ordinary. It, it, what it reminds me of a lot is uh, like, like the, all the, the stories of Bill Murray showing up at like, people's parties and stuff. Classic Bill Murray showing up at the party he's like, he's like, He's like, no one would believe you. They're like, oh, Bill. <laughs> Come on, Bill. Uh, we got friends. People believe us. And he's like, no, I've done this millions of times. No one will he's believe He's like, no, me. this is the easiest thing to do. <laughs> this is a free meal. Get the fuck out of my way. Yeah, give me one of your egg rolls, bitch. So think about it. Like they, He said they've been visiting since 1945 to get this uh this this element out of the ocean. Sorry, this chemical. Was it sea salt? Probably. They're Gandhis. They're they, all little Mahatmas. Yeah, like they you know, like oh, we need the. They sea marched salt to for the sea. A, we need the sea salt for a, a, a lamb. They needed to preserve the eggs of their women. Oh, they they, they they keep them like salted meat. They just dehydrate them. Mm. Mm. Oh, like when we need a baby, we meat. just drop some water. <laughs> <laughs> It's like shrink. It's like those uh those like sponges that you throw into the bathtub and they grow up. Mm-hmm. Ooh, 
I love those. I got one with a T-Rex. I've had the T-Rex. I also got the Stegosaurus ones, and I had them fight. Yeah. And then they meshed had, together, and I couldn't you had get one? them apart. When was the last time you uh, you had one? Jesus, probably early 2000s. Oh, the last time I, I had I anything won. similar to that, I would say it was like 2009. Maybe. Oh, okay. When I got like a pair of boxers that like were like they could fit in your palm and it, like looked like the boxers, and you like tossed it in water and they like unraveled and it was actually like a pair of boxers that fit you. Yeah, but they'd be all wet. Yeah, you dry them out. It's clothing. But when if you if you dry it out, wouldn't it shrink again? No, because it was just basically like vacuum sealed in that position. Okay. I won one of those um, T Rexes in a in a comedy, stand up comedy thing like a few weeks a, a few months ago. Are you just trying to gloat right now? You just trying to like yeah? I'm just trying you, to. That you, that you're really yeah. good at stand up, and that you like win yeah, awards. No, I, well, I won a a blow up a T Rex. I mean, if you're trying to like impress me, I'm at like a half chub. Well, I wanted to ask you, like, when was the last time you remember playing with one? Because, like, I, 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 I was able to see it with adult eyes, and I put the T-Rex in there in the water, and I let it sit there for, like, two or three days. And then it just looks like the T-Rex has tons of cancerous sores on it. <laughs> it's not like it expanded perfectly. It's like it expanded like a monster. Did you it was... do it in the bathtub? No, like a bu- a bucket of water. Oh, okay, doing the okay. bath. I got uh, for three days. Oh, you think I didn't take a bath for three days or shower for three days? I mean, I would be surprised if you didn't take a bath for three days. I know how much you love your baths. I do actually love baths. I like to take them. And wait, wh- 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 what's going on with Bender? <laughs> okay, so 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 back on Earth. Uh, Bender was not done being like accosted by the supernatural. He was what visited. The fuck? By an invisible entity that he spotted in his room because he saw the indentations in the armchair across the way. Like he could like see that like somebody was sitting there, but they were invisible. That's pretty that's pretty fun that's pretty scary. That's like right? the most terrifying thing yet that you've mentioned. Well just wait, just wait, because once he recognized that and like called it out, the form materialized. He said the worst fright of my life was there. Oh. He saw a 10-foot-tall creature, green all over, except he had a red glowing face and oh. those like glowing eyes. Yeah, that would be pretty scary. That would be that would be scarier. If like if you're like what's the scariest thing you can imagine? Uh, an invisible guy sitting in an armchair across the room from me. Second scariest thing, a giant lizard man with a glowing red face. And glowing eyes. And they're like, how about both? And glowing eyes. Yeah, no, definitely. The face glowing is probably scarier than the glowing eyes because I kind of expect that with, like, the horror tropes of, of us, you know, glowing eyes. Mm-hmm. But so, like a face. Yeah, I know. I was trying to picture it. It's very it's very difficult to picture. I mean, I I, it, yeah. I I hearken back to King Star King, uh, episode, I want to say three, 
with the two terrible children um, when the mother rips her face off. Like, that's what I think of. But right. you have to go watch that to find out what I'm talking about. So, uh, Bender fainted. He fainted out of fright. It's a fair. It's fair. Um, uh, it's an accurate uh, what you would do. Mm-hmm. Now, so he did say that they that some of the space people did give him some what he called compensation. Blowjob? No, better. He said on another visit to that bright glass dome, he was stripped down by three beautiful women dressed in tight white uniforms. Nice. He was then placed on an operating table, and yeah. the three women applied a liquid... And as he said, this is a quote, uh, massaged every part of my body without exception, turning me over on my stomach and sides. He also, <laughs> they they measured every part of my body, no, expe- no exception. No, they massaged Especially them. the asshole. They, they massaged all of them, every nook and cranny. Yeah, yeah they got real deep in the asshole. Yeah, really got in on his balls and his shaft. Uh, yeah. But, so he said they expressed like no emotion and just were like blank faced the entire time. That's exactly what I want in my fantasies too. Yeah, right. Three gorgeous women in tight outfits that like look like they just don't even notice I'm there. They're just yeah, rubbing like, me uh, down. <laughs> like what, what was that? Uh, that one music video from the eighties. Oh God! You just you named a decade and said that one. I don't know. Yeah, no, the one with the uh, the uh, shit like the three women in the background that were like supermodels, but they weren't emoting at all. There's three of them. What well, was that? When, when you find out, what was that music video? It'll be on the, uh, the back? once once you find out, we'll post a picture of that on our uh, on our Instagram. So check it out. <sighs> yeah, I'll figure it out. Yeah, check out our Instagram. Yeah, God come damn on. It, I, well, post My later. mind isn't working. Let's get through this episode. Chop, chop, you know? Yeah, yeah, let's get... Th- yeah, this is a long episode. Let's get through it. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so, after an object... Uh, so, after they massaged him everywhere... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, they, they, they lowered this object over his body, and he was... Bathed in a light that changed from lavender to deep purple. Uh, great band. But after, after that, uh, he was like, "What the hell is going on?" They're like, "Don't, don't worry, don't worry. This light and this massage, like we massage this oil into you, and like this mm-hmm. light, what's gonna do is it's gonna get, uh, have you enjoy good health for years to come." However. Uh, it was the, the simply same. irresistible. That was the uh, <laughs> that was the music. That was the that was the uh, the music video. Simply irresistible. That one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. There's four supermodels that are uh, playing in the band that are just blank stares, but they're wearing all black. So I guess it's not. Hey, the it's, same it's thing. four, but it's the women in black. Yeah, all the women in black. That should be the next, um, whatever. So, 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 so I don't know if you heard what I said, but they, no, uh, I was looking up uh, the the song. They lowered they lowered this object over his body, 
I figured you weren't fucking listening. All of our <laughs> audience members are like, he has to go over it again because Michael wasn't paying attention? Yeah. What a piece of shit. <laughs> what an absolute <laughs> cock. <laughs> so... <laughs> So they, they lowered this object over his body, and it bathed him in this light that went from lavender to deep purple, and they told him that this would ensure good health for years to come. But wow. at the same time, he was subjected to a ray that created an impulse in his body, which their instruments could detect at all times. Hmm. But on on this point of the purple light, just remember... This guy died in 2016 at 94 years old. Yeah. Long life. Born in the born in 1921. So he enjoyed good health for years to come. Mhm. Uh and he quoted them saying that we have found it necessary to do this in order to keep you under our constant surveillance. Put that like ray in his body. Yeah. They said, if at any time you reveal our secret, we need only press a button in our laboratory and your body will be destroyed. It will disintegrate Jesus. the very, uh, and very little will be left of you. Wow. What happened when he died? They cremated him. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. We were the aliens the whole time. Damn us! Damn <laughs> us to hell! But so after all that, he 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 kept the he kept his fucking mouth shut, you know. Oh you, well, yeah, I bet. And uh, well, he did until the disc disappeared, which he knew that meant that like they were gone. How about if he just lost it? No, there's no way because that was his contact with them. Why would you ever lose that? What he did is he actually. He had a safe in his room because he's a man of the 1950s. He yeah, had you just things had safes that you need to rooms. keep in safes. Yeah. And uh, so he put the disc in his safe, and he said one night in 1960, he smelled sulfur and heard a small pop come from <gasps> the wall. He opened the safe, and the disc was gone. And he said that it had just vaporized everything else in the safe. Oh, fuck. Which to me, the first time I read it, I was like, oh, that sucks. It's probably like a lot of his important documents. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. But then I thought about it. I was like, what if he kept this on his nightstand and like they they like meant it to like kill him, you know? Oh, that's one way of thinking about it. Like they meant it to like vaporize him, but because he kept it in a lead line safe, like he was saved. Yeah. Just that would be crazy. Touch or lick the, the lead. Fuck off. They have it in candy. It's the fifties, oh, baby. Right. Actually it's nineteen sixty, yeah. baby. Ah, the 60s, baby. Let's have a key party with the whole neighborhood and never use a condom. Nice. Put it in the fishbowl, baby. We'll see if the neighbor's kid is mine, but I'll never care. 
Oh, he's got my eyes and my hair. Good thing not my wife. Yeah, have fun with that one, Barry. You limp dick fuck. <laughs> this should be the uh, the plot to Ocean's 14, though. <laughs> that that's the plot. That's the one that you're gonna go with. Final answer. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna break into this guy's safe, take the take the coin, put a grenade in there. Kazik, Kazik, Kazik. And then they're gonna what call the want? aliens. Pow, 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 pow. It's World War Z. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, bum, right, bum, so bum. It was that Bruce was the Willis, end. or no? Just so you know, that was like that was Brad the Pitt. end of his encounters with the aliens. Oh wow, that's uh, the, that's when, quite when the encounter. Which he did also note because people were like all skeptical of him. He's like, well, look at the look at the sightings. He's like, oh, they're. After 1960, from 1945 to 1960 is like when 95% of all sightings have like happened, you know? Yeah. No, yeah, definitely. I mean, I guess at that point also, because he was retorting this later in life. He was, he was like defending it later in life. But like they probably only had like another like decade or so of input. Mm-hmm. Um, but this left the legacy of the men in black. Which, because of his description and like account of like three men in dark clothing, um, they started looking at different people's recollections of their encounters from across the world, and for like abductions. Yeah, and a lot of people had discu- had discussed the men in black before. Mm-hmm. But like they just never knew what to call it, you know. So they finally like got like a group to put it in. Yeah. And uh, one of the crazy things is that a lot of them were, they thought they were thought to be CIA, because um they would show up in like shiny new black cars, being like dark gray or black suits, always ha- like usually have like sunglasses on, and they would like show identification, like without asking for it. They would like flip out their badge, you know. But and there there are a few times where people like heavily described this man like to the office that he said he was from a few days after he like left and they were like, We've never heard of someone like that, nor do we have anyone like that employed. That's so they were nuts. always like fake people. Just like kept going around being like, No, I'm from the government. I'm from the government. Uh, here's my badge and my face. Oh, it's a new face. Don't worry about how weird I look. Tell me about your alien encounter. So, actually, there is one guy that I do want to specifically talk about because his 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 in his encounter with these people was very interesting. Okay, uh, let's hear it. So it was a Colorado report uh, with the backing of the U.S. Air Force. Oh, shit. And um, Wait, is this uh, uh, Tom DeLong? Blink-182? No. All the small things? No, Tom, Tom DeLong is fucking leaking footage from 2005. Yeah, well, he, someone's got to leak it. You know? No, I get it. So this guy, Rex Heflin, managed to get four Polaroid pictures 
of a UFO that he sighted in 1965. Uh, it was on August 3rd, 65. And he copied his original photographs because he said that, like, soon after, there was an investigative team that showed up to his house and, uh, like, demanded, like, that you send in, like, like we need these photographs for, like, our, our evidence. And he was like, okay, here you go. Mm-hmm. And gave him the yeah. originals. Oh, I hate this story. I know this story. This this story infuriates me to all hell. Well, and then they came back, yeah. And they, they asked, her, like, because are you, are you, he called the office and was like, do you know who these people are? And they're like, no, we never heard of them. Uh, and he's, they kept asking, are you going to try and get, like, the original Polaroids back? And uh, when he, he was like, no. <laughs> he said that the officer uh, seemed, like, visibly relieved by that. And then also randomly was like, what do you know about the Bermuda Triangle? <laughs> oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, what oh, else what? do you know about other things that are crazy? Yeah. Well, uh, this alleged encounter took place at dusk uh, on his front porch. And during the questioning, the witness says that he noted a car parked in the street uh, with indistinct lettering on the front door. And in the back seat, he could see a figure and a violet, not blue, glow, which the witness attributed to instrument dials. Uh, he believed he was being photographed or recorded. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And, like, his, his photos are very interesting, but there's also, um like, this man, William Hartman, a professor, uh, an investigator of the, uh, the Condon Committee. He did, like, try and <laughs> figure Condon out... The Condon Committee? Uh, C-O-N-D-O-N, Condon. Oh. <laughs> uh. um, he he did figure out, he like, he like strung up this shit to like uh, prove that you could take the same photo of what he took a Polaroid of um, with like, by like hanging this like specific, like very easy, like the camera he used like the lens cap of it out of your window. Mm-hmm. But he can only prove that for one of the four photos. You know? Yeah, I I, I, I think I know what your photos you're talking about. Like, they're I'll, like, oh. I'll, I'll, I'll post all four photos as they uh, post on our Instagram. So check out our Instagram. I'm plugging it again. Yeah, no, check that out. Um, And, uh, <laughs> and the other Wild Wasteland stuff. Hell yeah. So. Bye. This- Buy our book. Buy our merchandise. Spend money. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah. like, I'm like a... What is his name? Watto? Your uh, Jedi mind tricks don't money. work on me. Uh, uh, uh. What, what uh. works on me is uh, money. <laughs> oh. Are you doing a character there? No, that's that's Watto. It wasn't me. Oh, I just was, thought that was, you were... It was just... a recording. It was a... It was a it was a literal recording from Phantom Menace from yesterday. Oh, okay. Because I thought you were just being Dean Maldonado, the typical Jew. Fair. That is what George <laughs> Lucas sees me as. <laughs> just a uh, big-nosed, flying caricature. So, the last 
case that I'm going to tell you about is from uh, this uh, an imposter in uniform that was investigated by John Keel, a writer, in his book Operation Trojan Horse. That in okay. November of 1966, uh, two women had been watching flashing lights in the sky in Awatona, Minnesota. Uh, when one of the lights moved rapidly toward them and then the hovered a, a few feet above the ground at a far end of a field in which they were standing. Right. One of the witnesses fell to her knees in a trance-like state. The other, Mrs. Ralph Butler, uh, was astonished to hear a strange metallic-sounding voice emanating from her friend's lips. Kazik, Kazik, Kazik. No, it's what is your time cycle? Um, and then she tried to give it an answer, explain how like the year was divided into days and hours and so on like that. Uh, she said after several more questions, the friend suddenly returned to normal, and the object just shot away. Oh, you're pregnant now. No, Are you ovulating? Both, I guess they both got like crippling headaches like throughout Ooh. the rest of their life because of this. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. That's a but, happy story to end the end our men in black alien abduction. That's stuff fair. on. I mean, do you want me <laughs> to just tell you one more about the Bible so we can get some more Christians to listen to this shit? No, nah, we're good. <laughs> it's a pretty good one. All right. <laughs> okay, 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 uh, okay. You, you twisted my arm. You twisted my arm. So. You're killing me here. Uh, I guess in, um, <clears throat> in the Bible, Enoch, in the book of the Secrets of Enoch, which sounds like a fucking Game of Thrones book, by the way, uh, Yes. He said that he dreamed of two very tall men such as I have never seen on earth and their faces shone like the sun and their eyes were like burning lamps. They stood at the head of my bed and called me to my called me by my name. I woke from my sleep and saw clearly these men standing in front of me. Uh this might be regarded as just a coincidence, but the story continues with a familiar theme. The men took him into the sky on a tour of, quote, seven heavens. On his return to Earth, he wrote an account of his experiences, which is the book of secret, the secrets of Enoch. Uh, supporting evidence is to be found in the book of Daniel. The famous prophet, quote, saw wheels as burning fire, and a figure that came down from a throne in the sky. The being's hair was like pure wool. It was dressed in a white robe with a gold belt and had a luminous face and two glowing eyes. And I, right. Daniel, alone saw the vision. For the men that were with me saw not the vision, but a great quaking fell upon them so that they fled to hide themselves. 
Yet I heard the voice of his words. And when I heard the voice of his words, then was I in a deep sleep on my face and my face towards the ground. Isn't that crazy? Well, it's nuts. Uh, um, could, could wool be. hair? Could. Well, because that's, that's kind of hearkening back to um, Venusians. Mm-hmm. Which um, were kind of like, like Venusians and Saturians were known to have like longer, like very nice hair, shit like oh, that. No. They're like very well groomed. They, they kind of like look to me. They look like like, like the little Dutch boy kind of haircut, you know? Oh yeah, the little Dutch boy aliens. Yeah, yeah. Venusians and Satorians are very interesting. There was a sign painter who was married to uh, this woman, Marla Manger. Who mm-hmm. was an extraterrestrial who was talking to him since he was like ten years old, and he like divorced his wife and married her because she was a Saturian. Oh no, no, she was a Venusian. Oh shit! Yeah, she was. She said she was like a. Yeah, she she claimed to be a Venusian and be like hundreds of years old, and then she wrote a book about her her Saturian lover, which like exposed this guy Howard Manger who is the New Jersey sign painter, to be a Saturian, supposedly. He, like, took oh. a trip to Venus. Oh, okay. That's nice. But, yeah. I think we didn't... Did so we do a, 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 an episode on her? No. No, 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 no. We did uh, an episode on a different woman who was kind of like more like a con artist, in my opinion. Yeah, no. This is like old, old shit. This isn't like oh, okay. they tried to market it. Right, yeah. yeah I that guess was, they did. They um, had books. Yeah. That was that, was that one uh, author from the 70s that was writing those books. Mm-hmm. Who claimed like that the, uh, the alien like came from the astral plane and took over her mind when she was a young child and uh that like um oh what was it that yeah she changed her name from like her birth name to like her actual alien name to like reclaim her identity and shit like that it was really weird and yeah that is guy crazy. That trying to sell his tapes by being like i am from mars She's like, I don't trust Martians. That's nuts. But this is going to kick off some uh, some some uh, exploration into UFOs. So uh, bring out your tinfoil hats. Thanks for tuning in. Check us out next week. And uh, as always, you know, stay vigilant and stay wild. Yeah. Thanks for listening. I love you. Yeah, go fuck yourself. I love you for. Oh come on! They just made it through a very long episode, and I really appreciate them for that. And I mean, I don't know what you're going on about. Okay, bye, bye.